Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I am Sandra Davidson. I am Nisha Rao. Happy to be in studio tonight in Hillsborough. We are going to share the story of Chris, who is an undocumented 25-year-old living in Greensboro, North Carolina. She was born in Guatemala and came to North Carolina with her mother, father, and aunt when she was four years old. And Chris is one of the hundreds of thousands of dreamers in the United States, which are a cohort of young people who came to the country before they were 16 years old and were eligible for special documentation status under the Obama administration called DACA. That's right. And I met Chris through a mentorship program at UNC. I was a sophomore in college and she was a sophomore in high school. And we worked together for about three years and have remained friends ever since. And during the lead up to the election, I began to notice that she was getting increasingly active on social media, sharing her thoughts and views about a range of topics, and I wanted to check in with her about sort of what her life is like now in the post-Trump era. So we invited Kristari to join us in the studio, and we started our conversation by asking her to describe life in Siler City. Siler City is a town in central North Carolina with a population of just under 10,000 people. And Chris grew up there living with her aunt and her mom, who both worked at a local poultry plant. When I think of Sailor City, I just think of a lot of peace and all the help. There was so much help everywhere, like to get to school, to fill out the paperwork. Um, It felt like Guatemala. We would walk around everywhere. Everyone knew each other. The community was just so close, I think. I never heard of you know, deportation or if people did get stopped and they didn't have a license, it was just another ticket. It wasn't a big deal. I guess it's just because it's small and everyone knew each other and there was no problems. Maybe it was a safe zone for us. Did you grow up feeling like you were an American child? Like, did you feel like an immigrant or did you feel... I I felt like I was just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. I mean, just... You're friends with everyone. You know everyone. Everyone's friendly to you. You're friendly to everyone. So it just felt normal. But I do remember now that I'm thinking about it, there was this protest where it was just we would all we all dressed in white. I was probably in sixth grade. Uh, but we all went to City Hall, and it was a pretty large crowd. And that's the first time I saw someone, like, 
people who I guess was against immigration because we saw the signs that said go back home and but I would say it's just a small group I mean it wouldn't affect any of our daily lives living in Seller City. At what point did it occur to you that you were undocumented? Um, probably during late middle school. I think that's when it hits most of us. I mean, you knew about it, but it didn't felt like it was going to impact your life till you got into high school. Because, mm. you know, there they start talking about four universities and the requirements and about your driver's license. That's when when you start to understand it more. What happened in late middle school that made you aware of it? Well, just because you have more friends, and and they're Latino as well, and they, they, they're, they're starting to realize it too, so you talk about it. And then in high school, it was more like of a plan. So, okay, what can we do? What can we get? What can we get? What should we do? But most of us, I, I don't think we really like to talk about it. We wouldn't lie about it. But we wouldn't just talk about it as well. So what was it like when you heard about DACA? Uh, what did you think? What did you feel? Um, well, I had to Google a lot of things because I just, I was like, wait, it sounds too good to be true. Because I saw when Obama was giving the news, I mean, you know, in the Spanish channels, it was all over the news. Like, oh, um, they stopped all of the broadcasting and they just had Obama there talking about it. So I was pretty excited, yeah. So we we just looked up what we had to do, and we, 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 we just went straight to it. Did you feel, what was it like when you got that? Did it, how did it make you feel? Safer, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing out of DACA, I would say, is the license. Just because I know people who are undocumented don't, aren't able to have a license. And it's just scary to drive in not know what to do, not not have an ID, you know. So we we didn't have to go through that. Once we could drive, we had that license. We didn't have to struggle. So safer. Chris obtained DACA in 2012, and at that point she completed one and a half years of schooling at North Carolina Wesleyan. But she had to withdraw for financial reasons. And after leaving school, she struggled to find work, but eventually was hired to work an office job at a Greensboro-based construction firm. And she's been there for three years. Yeah, so she moved to Greensboro with her aunt and her cousin, and life there was different than Siler City. The change in where she lived in many ways mirrored the change in political discourse around immigration in America, and she told us about it. Here she is again. Ever since we left Siler City, I think I saw what immigration really is. You know, I see people who are totally against the Latino community or it's immigration isn't just Latinos, you know, it's it's Asians, it's 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 Europeans, it's everything. It's not just Latinos, but I saw it mostly with my community cuz I hadn't seen it before. Can you Take us to a couple of those moments where you've really seen it. Um, let's say there's in Fox News on Facebook post something about some kind of Latino being arrested. Then I go to the comments and it's just like, good, they all need to be arrested or um, just really bad insults. 
that you want to know, you know, so much hate or why or that's that's mostly where I see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how do you respond to that when you see that kind of discourse? I actually respond. <laughs> so um, some people, their position in immigration is that, you know, they don't pay taxes, they get food stamps, they get they get all kinds of stuff. And I see it, I do. But it's not just Latinos, like I'm saying. But that's not everyone. That doesn't define all of us, you know. I pay taxes. Like, I just paid the state 500 bucks for taxes. So we do pay taxes. My, my family pays taxes. Um, my friends pay taxes. Um, the people at work pay taxes. So it's not all of us, but they're just mad about a small group of people. So when I respond, I just try to enlighten. But it seems like people just see it and go on. Like, so nobody no. will respond to you? People will respond, but they respond like negative. Like, oh, no, people are like how we stay. Or mm-hmm. It's just like it's their way and no way other. And so you said you also have seen it play out, I guess, mm-hmm. since you moved to Greensboro. So Yeah. Like in Greensboro, I've actually heard of people getting deported, something I never heard about in Salary City. So I hear stories about, I don't know, having an encounter with uh, the police and them being realizing that they're Hispanic and just being a little mo- more tougher on them mm-hmm. or going out to places and being treated differently, um, something that, like I said, in Southern City, I, we never heard about or, or went through. Have you been treated differently? Um, I don't think so. I just, I just feel like I'm so assimilated already that I don't think so. Well, actually, I, at work, it's a Latino, a Latino construction company. The owner's Latino. We're all Latino, everyone who works there. Um, so I, I, I have felt it there because I just feel like everyone expects us to give the lowest price just because we are Latinos and we should be doing it. Or like if they're doing us a favor by giving us a contract. How do you respond to that? You know, you just don't back down. And they realize that you're not going to. And I talk to the companies dealing with their internal office as well. And they just see that we don't back down. Um, that we're not intimidated. So they just having to deal with us like if we were anyone else. Can you talk a bit about the election and, you know, we've been, I've known you. Probably since I was 15. Since you were 15. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely noticed your becoming much more politically active mm-hmm. on Facebook mm-hmm. and both saying your opinion and sharing articles. And I feel like I really noticed that in the lead up to the election last fall. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a bit about the election cycle and, and sort of your political activism? Um, well... After high school, I just, you know, I realized that we should all um, speak up and not be afraid of what others have to say. But I think, I think I like to speak up when I see things that aren't, that are unfair. During the the election, I, I was just thinking, so many other candidates, why this one, you know? If you're Republican, there was other options. Why Why this one in particular? And um, I realized it's because he mentioned immigration a lot. You know, 
the Wong, the deportation. I, I just feel that's, that's what attracted everyone to him, who was, you know, it's just like he made it okay for everyone to just say what they're actually thinking. You know, that's, that was pretty disappointing to realize. Were there any particular moments during his campaign that you felt particularly upset or angry or afraid? Well, I started getting afraid when I realized he had a good chance of winning. Um, but it was just, I was just in shock throughout the whole election because it was like, really him with no experience? He just seemed really unprofessional with everything he was saying he didn't care about. You know, just stepping on everyone and the violence he was creating, um, the anger. It's, it's just like he liked it and everyone else did. So it was pretty scary. But I always stayed optimistic, and I know everyone did that. America just wouldn't let that kind of person take over. So it was really disappointing the day we realized that he was going to take over, you know, that America did choose him. I don't know, I just realized that we weren't wanted by most of America. So that was pretty disappointing. So Chris is still undocumented, and she is set to renew her DACA later this year. And she, like many immigrants in the country, have been hit very hard by the rhetoric around immigration. But she still is optimistic about her life here and what her future could look like. I've always felt like I was eventually, you know, going to to become a resident and then a citizen. And so I just think that's the way it's going to be for me. I don't know. I just... I just feel it. Um, But yeah, you start to look at your options. You start to see, okay, I definitely have to do my DACA, do everything as soon as I can, be current with that, always have identification nearby. But I just feel safer, but I know that's not the case for everyone, you know. Some people are actually, you know, they think about that ticket they, they, they didn't pay or they think about that one DUI that they had that was a mistake. They just think of anything. And, and I know a lot of the Latino community just had anxiety, you know, and I feel like everyone still does. So what is your sort of timeline moving forward in terms of, you said, you know, you feel like you'll be able to become a resident and become a citizen. Uh-huh. What will that look like? What would that look like? I just feel like I, I will be able to, mostly just because I've been with my boyfriend for seven years. And he's the citizen. So I just feel that's probably the path. That's how it's going to happen. Hmm. Hopefully it can. Because if it doesn't, I just, I don't know. Is that something that you all talk about? Yeah. It's people like, why didn't why haven't you done it sooner? Or I don't think that should just push me to it, you know? Yeah. I don't think that's fair. Well, you talk about how you you feel about your relationship to the United States. I love Southern City, I love this country, I love everyone here. So when I hear people just, you know, nowadays just saying, oh, I'm so embarrassed to be from here, I'm like, but, you know, it's just not everything. But it is disappointing to some things, like you're not wanted. But it's just not everywhere, you know, it's just some days. It feels worse than others. Sure. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't talk about it earlier, but in high school we did a lot of community work. And what I did notice that it was mostly the Latino community doing that, that community work. You know, it was rare when you saw somebody that wasn't Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, all my group of friends feel like I do. We love this country. And I don't see why people think we wouldn't or we're against it or we want to harm it. Well, what are your hopes for your future? Um... To keep working where I'm at is fine, but eventually, you know, find something that I truly, really enjoy. Being around kids or with people, you know, every day. You know, just for people not to think that one group of people is completely against the United States or that we have a bad motive for everyone here. You know, it's it's just really, uh, really all, all that it is, it's just... Wanting to be here and living in peace, you know, just doing our part. Like, I'm really here just, you know, to better myself and just to better the place where I'm living at. And that's just really what most of us think. And so I just want people, you know, not to think that we're against them or anything or we want to do harm. It's just not the case. Thank you for listening to She and Her, and thank you, Chris, for sharing your story. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at She and Her Radio and online at sheandherradio.com. We will see y'all next week with a brand new episode. Take care. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.